pills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Might that topic be revisited? Yes. Feeling good. I mean, I, I, how good are you feeling? Let's just get into how you feel inside your body right now. Uh, well, uh, obese. Um, <laughs> typically, how I'm feeling a little, little water weight gain, a little bloated. Well, but in terms of emotions, yeah. I mean, you have to understand. As a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan, we have not uh, won a playoff game since 1995. I mean, that's unreal. That's so, unbelievable. I want to get to, to more of that um, here in a minute. But I don't want to bury the lead here. Okay. Um, you, Where are you right now, by the way? Where oh, I see what you're doing here. Your boy is in a place <laughs> where the water flows like wine. I'm talking about a little place called Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> okay. So you're in Charlotte. Uh, you're not going to believe where I am. Where are you? I'm in Charlotte. <laughs> so, I got a text from you. Yeah. Uh, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, said, just, uh, you know, it Let's do and it. I like how you've taken the bull by the horn. You say, hey, what time works for you tonight? And then you give me the BT dub. Uh, what I, I love that. You got to you got to grab <laughs> the situation and control it. That's what you have to do. Go on. B, BT dub. I'm in Charlotte. Had a game yesterday, have another one tomorrow, then I leave, which is essentially you saying, I don't have time for you. Okay? <laughs> again, again, Chick, the B- BTW in my world is pretty much like, hey, let me just uh, let me get ahead of this real quick and just completely control whatever you think right now and just steer it one direction, yeah. okay? Yeah, you, you know, hey, uh, this is obviously going to come up somewhere because I'm going to have to ask you where you are or right. what you've been up to, and you're going right. to tell me that you're, yeah, you know, right outside I my house. And I, and I open the door, and I can, I can see it through the window. I know. You're in a car right in my driveway. I you know, know, you come in. I know. <sighs> you know, it's just, it's, what are you supposed to do, you know? Like, <laughs> I know. I, I told, you know, when I was coming out here, you know, even Kim was like, well, at least Chick's going to be out there. You can go see him. And I'm like, can I? Like, how does this work? Like, I don't I don't really right. know what I'm what right. I'm supposed to do here. I mean, it's just uh, yeah. I mean, do I wish I was in your full disclosure? It always looks like you're in your bedroom when you're recording with me. Do I wish I was in your bedroom? I think we all know the answer to that, my friend. <laughs> That is uh, one of the uh, few times that what you just said is entirely appropriate. And <laughs> what, complete, what man complete, wouldn't want to be in Matt Schick's bedroom? Am I right or am I right? It's completely reciprocated. I wish you were in my bedroom right now. Uh, because that is where I record. Uh, I'm sorry. I just, I'm so sorry about this. I mean, I'm just, I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, Matt. No, that's fine. And plus, even if you, even if like everyone was like all good, like if you and I, you know, if you didn't have a newborn and, and I hadn't been, you know, hanging out in a mass spreader event, had, had any of those things not been true, 
there still might be people out there like, hey, you shouldn't be together. Hey, you know, hey, you should what are you doing? So, Why are you doing that? Right? The last, last thing we want to do is offend anybody. I know. I mean, so. I, pretty much in my mind, like internally, I was like, should I go see Schick? And Dr. Fauci's face popped up, and then Dana <laughs> Altman's voice came over the Fauci face and just simply said, bah, bah. And that's that's how it needs to be. That's uh, and I and I completely get that. Yeah. Um, you, you need to you need to acquiesce to uh, nice. to, to your inner Altman. So I, I get all yeah, that. That's what what, uh, so what game were you calling, by the way? Uh, your boy was calling Creighton St. John's. Isn't it amazing yeah. that Creighton was playing in Omaha, Nebraska, and I flew to Charlotte to call the Creighton game? What? Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, you just you try to do things, and it's just I don't know. I mean, I don't care. You know, they could be like, we're sure. sending you to yeah. Egypt. I'm like, I'm on it. I am on that. I'm on the flight. <laughs> I don't care if I got to call a game from Egypt. I'll do it. You I will would. call Bradley and Evansville from Sudan, dog. I what about Uzbekistan? Uzbekistan. <laughs> Uzbekistan. You totally would. I would. You know, so, and then, then your boys got UConn DePaul. Your boy had a Zoom call with Dan Hurley, head basketball coach of the Connecticut Huskies, on the cusp of being ranked in the top 25. You're listening to the Mark Jackson Show, okay, you know, 1620 The Zone. Okay. First of all, no, we're not. Um, that's not, <laughs> not true. He does, he does not, he does not, not have his doing. show. Um, oh, okay. At least on 1620 The Zone. Yeah. So, what studio do you do that from? By have you the way? Ever, I don't. I mean, it's from the Fox Studios in Charlotte. Yeah. Have you ever driven past that bad boy? It's kind of. It's kind of Justin tucked behind some. Oh, uh, some yeah, right. forest. When I, my GPS was like, I was not trusting. I was like, you. Every time it was like, it was like turn right, and I, you know, I channeled my inner Manny Gaku, and I said, "Are you serious?" <laughs> There are six people who understand that reference you just made, you and two of them right are now? hosting are the show. Are you serious? Are you serious? So have you ever seen the Charlotte Fox Studios? Uh, I have seen where they're located. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, your, boy, your boy was in there with Eric Collins. And, uh, yeah, we did Creighton St. John's, and I'm in there t- uh, for, for UConn DePaul. No, Going sorry. right here, DePaul here. And then... <laughs> I just want to. I just want to say, you just did. For for those who are just new to the show, years ago, years ago when we hosted the show together in Omaha, we uh, we would have some fun with news conferences and stuff, and and it was during the time when Nebraska, obviously, in the Big Ten. And Joe Paterno, before all the controversy, we would just you know play like Big Ten Media Days. We would listen to Joe Paterno, and there was one instance. (laughs) Where the moderator uh, was—I t- don't know if it was Big Ten Media. I, yeah. I think it was Big Ten Media Days. Wasn't oh, it, it definitely was. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And uh, he's calling on someone to talk to Joe Paterno, and he says, "Let's go on all right without Paul here." And um, <laughs> over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Okay, <laughs> just the coolest moderator of all time. And I believe he has reached out to us on Twitter. I believe it was the first episode oh, yeah. that we did. And yeah. uh, he reached out to us and go, hey, I heard that I'm in your new <laughs> podcast, by the way. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, but it went like this. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Hi, Coach. Some of the experts are pretty high in your secondary. What are your feelings in that group? Are you optimistic about them? About who's this? <laughs> 
are so many great things. <gasps> Just comedy so, gold. So you did. Well, let's go on our right to DePaul here. That's yeah. what you did, yeah. right? So that's just like a, I don't even know what that is, a big stretch. I think the, you know what I've learned about our, our drop <laughs> references? It's like the bigger the stretch, I think the funnier it is. In All my right, do, do it again, and then I'll play this after you do it. Go on our right here with DePaul here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. <laughs> it works. It works. It works. So stupid. So, so, and then the, you had the gone all right with uh, Paul here. And then, I, and then the high coach. High coach. <laughs> the most <laughs> excited person to ask a question in a press conference ever. High coach. God, he is crunk. <laughs> he has not had the world beat him down yet. There's no question that guy had, you know, that guy was just first ever gig and he was just full of life. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Hi, Coach. Some of the experts are pretty high in your secondary. What are your feelings on that group? Are you optimistic about them? About who's this? Joe just didn't hear it. Oh, what about who's this? About who's this? Huh? What? <laughs> like, it's uh, such a, it was a, it was a long, like, I don't know why we're breaking this down because it was like 12 years ago. I don't know. But it's, <laughs> I don't know why we're breaking this down here. Hi, Coach. <laughs> Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. <laughs> but it's like one long run-on sentence to a guy who was a billion years old. Hi, Coach. Some of the experts are pretty high in your secondary. What are your feelings on that group? Are you optimistic about them? <laughs> about who's this? You can't. You got it. You, you got You got to know what you're doing with Joe Paul. You got to really enunciate. You got to really speak up. Oh. You know? That's what but, you got to uh, do. The the bottom line is you are in the same city as I am. Yeah. I think that's really what we I were just, talking. That, yeah, about. yeah. Long story short, yada yada yada. We're in the same city, but we're not giving each other a hug in each other in your bedroom. So you know, I mean, <laughs> you tell me who's who's right and who's wrong here. Well, right, I just right? want to drop this on you. I appreciate you not seeing me. Appreciate it, Nick. All right, Rex. Uh, All right, Rex. Rex Rexy. Uh, so how so, immersed, how immersed into the NFL playoffs are you, brother from another mother? Well, I am, uh, I am pretty immersed. Um, uh, before we, uh, be, before we get to that, uh, real quick, you, uh, you did text me though when you said, "Hey," I said, "Well, eight o'clock <laughs> Eastern works well since we're not going to see each other." Like, yep, that works. And then at seven fifty-five p.m. Eastern Ooh. on Sunday night, you said Nebraska might win a Big Ten game. <laughs> Nebraska gonna win a basketball game. <laughs> And then you said three minutes left, tie game. And I actually had it on at the time. And you said, yeah, let me finish watching the game, and then we'll record. I said, yep. And then you said, then you texted. Because <laughs> you didn't know I was watching it, too. You texted, update, Nebraska did not win. <laughs> I thought you would enjoy it. That was great. Oh, God. It was great. Nebraska Someone's- basketball. Man. By the way, somebody said uh, on Twitter to the Chicken Nick Show account, Ryan tweeted, Ken Pavelka just dropped a me like you. Yeah, what? I know. I, I saw that. I, that can't be right. Yeah, I don't know. So someone tracked that down for us. Um, we, uh, you know, we're, we're at the point right now where we just don't have uh, time here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Um, <laughs> so feel free to reach out to us <laughs> and let us know here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> so stupid. Um, so I am immersed in the uh, NFL. Let me just say this: mm-hmm. that first of all, uh, Bills haven't. Ha- oh, sorry, my computer's really having a fun. Going all right with our PC <laughs> here. 
I need to uh, give a little mute here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. I'm okay. We, we're 12 minutes in, and we haven't done anything. <laughs> There's been nothing that we've done here. Got uh, our right with sound... Paul here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. So it had been since 1995 since they won a playoff game. Yeah. And I can, I, can re- I can remember, first of all, uh, for those who don't know, 1995, I was 16 years old. Okay, I remember. You remember when the Bills last won a playoff game? (laughs) We, uh, it was 1995. The CV's angry that day, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) And they beat the Dolphins, then they wound up losing to the the, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers the following week. And I was, and I remember, I remember. We had family over, and after they lost that game, I couldn't believe it because it was the first year after their four-season-in-a-row uh, Super Bowl streak. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I mean, they lost that game. I was like, okay, well, that's it for the year? Like, we don't go to the Super Bowl now? Like, is it? And I went upstairs, and I just was inconsolable. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I just stayed up there in my room, and I was 32 years old. <laughs> but... If you would have told me at the time, Nick, that, you know, you, your team, you're 16 now, your team is not going to win another playoff game until you are 41. Oh, my gosh. Until you are driving a Honda Odyssey and have four kids. <laughs> a what? A what? What? A, what, what, what I'm going to drive a what here? Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. I'm driving it. Uh, I'm driving a uh, what here? Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. It's really unreal when you think about just how long franchises can go without winning anything of substance, and still they sell out their games. That's why the NFL is king. It's it's crazy. How about Nebraska? I mean, like no, let's tie it in Nebraska. There there is some parallels here on a variety of levels with Nebraska football. You know, on on if you'd have told Husker fans in you know in nineteen ninety nine, like, hey, you're not going to win another conference championship. And you're, you're gonna, it's going to be the year's going to be 2021, and you're still going to be waiting. You'd have been like, yeah, right. I mean, it, it. But it's amazing at any level how no matter no matter how high of of success you're having, it can it can fall apart for you fast. You know? Did you? The only thing I don't understand, and yep. this is like, I would say, and this is the perfect thing to say as you're about to discuss the NFL playoffs on on a podcast. This is the least amount of NFL I've watched in. Maybe like my whole life. I don't know what it is about this. I just basketball season. I've been immersed into it. I just have not watched very much. Did people think Buffalo like did you have any sort of legitimate expectations this year of making a like making a run? The only reason I'll say this, uh, I don't think uh, Bills fans really knew what to expect from Stefan Diggs and what kind of step they would make with him. I think the other part is. The reason you had hope is because Tom Brady was no longer in your division. I was going to say that'd be the only thing. Is like, okay, yeah. Brady's gone, but other than that, I don't think wasn't the was the jury still pseudo out on Josh oh, yeah. Allen heading into this year? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he was right? completing, you know, a little more than half of his passes, and now bumped that up to above sixty percent. Uh, I think this year, and it's amazing. Like, yeah, I mean, amazing how better talent to, around you can actually make you look good as a quarterback, right? right? Like, right. just. Just how it works. So now here they are sitting at 13-3 and three and fresh off a playoff win. And should be interesting going on uh, next week. But, yeah, it's it's just, you know, as a fan, and I, I used to live and die with the team. I don't. Like, if they would have lost on Sunday, would it have bothered me? Yes. Would I have 
gotten over it relatively you know, fast. When I've hidden my bedroom, not longer than an hour, you know. Um, <laughs> 60 minutes, you're good. <laughs> you know? That's all you need. That's more so because I have four kids. You know, true. just want to hide. That's true. But uh, speaking of the kids, we took them up to uh, Asheville this weekend because we were told by meteorologists that, uh, hey, go to the mountains if you want to see a nice snowfall at four to six inches. I'm like, sweet, nice. let's go. Let's do it. We drove through snow on Friday afternoon. We rented a place for the weekend, oh. and we got up there. It was nothing but green grass. Oh, <laughs> what? Like, isn't that great? You're kidding me. Kids, time to go sledding. <laughs> on what, Dad? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> ah, just you can imagine, though, what it'd be like. You see this hill. It'd be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? All right, let's get back in the car and go. <laughs> We're on our way up there. We are uh, on our way up there. We're here on our right with uh, Paul here. <laughs> and and uh, it was snowing so much as we were driving up there. And the kids were like, this is the greatest vacation we've ever had in, my, in our life. Oh, God. And we're like, okay, well, we should probably quit while we're ahead and just turn this baby around and uh, turn around here. We're here on our right with uh, Paul here. <laughs> and, uh, we were going to, but... Uh, Drove up there, had a good weekend. But anyway, I say all that to say that we went for a mountain hike on Sunday the, or Saturday. The place we were staying at had a, uh, you know, I, you could DVR the game. So we did. started at 1 o'clock Eastern, the Bills-Colts uh, game. And then we went for a mountain hike. Nice. Uh, we came back at around, I think it was halftime. We started the game at the beginning. And I'm telling you, midway through the third quarter, I was caught up. Like, oh. do you understand how much time we waste watching football with not watching football while it's, we're watching football, it is crazy. It 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 is, it's nuts. How the very the few times I've watched a Nebraska football game with Bo Rude, Bo refuses to like start the game when it starts. He's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're like we're gonna record it and we're gonna go. One time he's like, well, let's go. Let's me and you go on a walk. And so I went on a walk <laughs> with Bo. It was actually when Troy beat Nebraska in year one of Frost. Net tight, Doug. Not tight. So we went on a walk for like a 45-minute walk and came back, and then you're just able to like hammer through the game. It's nuts how much non-football happens in a football game. There is so much not watching football while you're watching football. Yes. Like, like one of the great inventions is not only the DVR, but the fast-forward 10-second or 20-second oh. or 30-second button, no matter what, regardless of what you have. Because it's 30 seconds between plays. Well, let's be honest. And plays last eight seconds. Let's be honest here. The fact that there is something called BTN in 60. <laughs> that, 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 hey, this three hour and 30 minute thing. <laughs> hey, guess what? We can condense it into 60 minutes and you're going to get everything you possibly need like you know like is there maybe something a little wrong here that we can that that is this is possible there's no need for me to come in and go uh due to time constraints we move you ahead in the action no you're not gonna miss anything you're just gonna miss the wasted space of time between plays do you realize that we essentially watch teams get ready to play football more than we actually watch them play football yes I mean, that, really, we watch teams get ready to play football. We watch guys get off of a pile, and then we watch coaches looking at the field more than we actually watch football being played. That's why basketball is really the best sport, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, Doug, you're preaching the choir on that one, brother. <laughs> you're preaching. I bet you I am. 
so well, congratulations. Yeah, so I, I mean, just so exciting for you. I mean, uh, this is where I wish good. I was like, I mean, outside of, outside of Nebraska football, like I'm not really like a fan of any. Sure. You know, like I don't I don't have I always feel so people are like, man, who's your team, man? I'm like LeBron and Brady and Tiger and Jordan in the 90s. And who else is good? <laughs> I am such a bad fan. Like you name me the best players. That's my team. You All tell right. me who's on top. I'm right there with them. <laughs> right there with them. You outside are, of Nebraska, that's so true. It's like, outside of Nebraska football, I don't. I don't have any like. Uh, and then Creighton basketball, but that doesn't really count. I don't no. think like that doesn't. No. I mean, anything Creighton. you get paid to cover right. or played for, or it played count. for, it doesn't yeah. count. But I mean, yeah. if Creighton were to punch through the Sweet Sixteen, your boy might get some seasonal allergies. <laughs> but I don't feel like that. That connection with right. you know, like. Like Cleveland Browns fans and like the right. emotions of what they're going through. Like I just don't. I, I I am a little bit jealous of that. You know. I I maybe I should, but I can't just. I, I can't just pick a. T- it's weird to just no. just be like you know what that's my team right there. I am now going to be a fan of the New Orleans Pelicans. Like it just <laughs> doesn't really work like that. No, your fan. Your favorite team is Zion. That's yeah, what you're- that's it. I mean, I am I am a product of like the new era of sports where it's like. You're not really a fan of a team. You're just a fan of like who's on the team, and once they leave that team, I'm done with that team. You know, I'm done with you. Let's let's get another team that's worth more. <laughs> like I watched every Cavs game forever, and then the second Brown Brown went to South Beach, I mean, Cavs. No, next question. Not answering more <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers question. But he comes back, I'm all in on the Cavs. He leaves, I'm all out on the Cavs. <laughs> I'm done with you. Let's, let's get a, let's get somebody who asks a question that's worth answering. Okay, continue. okay, thank you, Bo. I, I do. I don't want to. I don't want to get too far ahead because I don't know what you got on the yeah. the Darnell docket here. But like, oh, I, explain to me. I really enjoyed the little bit of things I saw on Twitter with it. But explain to me why Nickelodeon broadcasted right. it in a playoff game. Okay, so there's a few things here. Uh, that is a great. That's a that is a fantastic question. One that we have yet to discuss in all these podcasts. I think that is a fantastic question, and one that I have yet to be asked in all these interviews. Why was Nickelodeon doing a broadcast of the Bears Saints game? What I don't get it. So they decided to do it, um, and I'm I think. If I'm correct on this, there's a relationship between the two networks of the NFL. They said, "Hey, let's let's do this." And they the did. NFL and Nickelodeon are, are super tight. Well, um, I, you know, now that you mention it, I'd, I'd have to Google it. Um, I wonder if it's CBS and Nickelodeon that have a little uh, a little relationship, if you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, when Nickelodeon is in town, they go to the NFL's bedroom. <laughs> I don't there get was- it though. There was a, uh, by the way, the Nickelodeon did have a live F-bomb on there. It's Whoops. Like, <laughs> there, was, there were some youngsters that were like, what? Mommy, what did I just say? <laughs> okay, I don't think the kids watching Nickelodeon were two and a half years Mommy? old. <laughs> Mommy? <laughs> I don't think it happened. I don't think it happened. Uh, you know what we should have? We should do our own uh, network where we have, you know, we just broadcast our podcast called Chicken Nickelodeon. That's exactly right. Well, what I was thinking was if if there are two people that were built to broadcast a game as play-by-play and a color analyst for any network in the world, I think me and you and Nickelodeon are, were meant for each other. 
Brian uh, tweets in, I wish Nick Ba and Matt Schick were calling this game on Nickelodeon. Uh, we certainly would have had some fun with that. Yeah, it's a great way to reach out to the younger fans. And then uh, I turned it on for our kids after we got home from Asheville uh, today, which is Sunday. That's when we're recording this. Yeah. By the way, uh, Brown's up 21 nothing on the Steelers as we're recording what? this. What? Nice. Another, another team that hasn't won a playoff game since the uh, mid-'90s. And uh, this is quite a year, quite a year. Um, but so we were watching it. I said, hey, did you you want to watch this Nickelodeon version? We're watching it, and a player gets to the end zone, and there's slime. It's the slime zone. And it's just – Did it resonate with them? Like, did they – They liked it. They liked oh, it? They, they absolutely liked okay. it. I mean, they have – like, there was a false start, and then uh, – was it Young Sheldon yeah. pops up? <laughs> And he says, oh, false start, that's when someone does something they're not supposed to before they're allowed to, before the snap of the ball or whatever. Just yeah, like yeah, my yeah. dad does when he quickly shovels food into his mouth before mom says grace. <laughs> like, it's good. False start, offense number 51. Five-yard penalty, it remains third down. A false start, that's when an offensive player illegally moves after lining up for, but prior to, the snap. Like when my dad starts shoveling in dinner before mom says grace. But... It's interesting that the two broadcasts on Sunday that resonated most with people were the Nickelodeon broadcast of the Bears-Saints game <laughs> and the megacast NFL Live Dan Orlovsky, uh, Marcus Spears, Mina Kimes with Laura Rutledge. And they also were covering betting with Doug Kazarian and Joe Fortenbaugh on that as well. And that was like a second screen option that they had. I believe that was, and I work for ESPN, I believe it was our audition for the Super Bowl just to show, hey, look what we could do here. Ah. But it was really good. And I was on the way home, uh, and I just uploaded that or streamed that live in the car, but I knew I couldn't pay attention to it because I had to drive. But I was listening to them walk me through the game. Uh, how could they not go it on for it on fourth down and two, which was a great, uh, great moment there. But again, these are second screen options that are turning into like, oh, my goodness, this is such a cool way to watch the game. We were just talking last week right. about new ways of broadcasting games. And it's just nice to see sports or at least broadcast not take themselves so seriously and take chances because there's there's some people out there that be like, you know, I wouldn't watch this, but now that there's sl a slime zone, count me in. It's just, okay, I, I didn't watch any of the real-time Nickelodeon. I, I only saw, like, the clips on Twitter. Right. So the question I have, did they have a real, they had to have had a real play-by-play -play and real analyst, right, or no? They had, um, or was it, like, kids in there? They had Nate Burleson, okay, who who was you know who he is NFL Network. Yep. Um, you had uh, Noah Eagle, who is the son of Ian Eagle. Gotcha. Okay. Who does who? I thought the whole time I was listening to him, I was like, who is this? Sounds like Mark Schlereth yeah. doing uh, doing NFL. No, it was uh, Noah Eagle did a good job. And then there was a I think it was a Nickelodeon star or some young uh, lady uh, girl who had never been to an NFL game before, and it was perfect. It was entertaining. I mean, it was. <laughs> It was good, and they're explaining things, and, you know, Burleson's trying to dumb things down a little bit, saying, hey, you know, this guy, he can do it all. It's like that kid at recess that does, you know. <laughs> he was speaking your language. I found myself going, I, is it bad that the Nickelodeon version really speaks to me more than the analytics version that he's <laughs> I learned more. Yeah, like, just talk, just explain Spider-2 why banana to me like I'm six. That's pretty much what I want, you know? That's what they're doing to you. I like that. 
It's great, man. That's great, man. It's great, but man. I just think it's funny that, you know, and I mean, listen, Noah, Noah Eagle and, and Nate Burleson are like legitimate broadcasters, but it's yeah. just it's just kind of funny to me that like there are certain broadcasters that grind their whole life and their dream would be to get to like a, get a playoff game and <laughs> these people get to do it on Nickelodeon. It's just, it's, what it, it's of all the things to do, it's like, that's just a bizarre, that's just a bizarre pairing, Nickelodeon and the NFL. When it first was announced, people were like, oh, this is going to be whatever. What are they going to do, SpongeBob? And then they're like, actually, yes, yeah, we are. No, why not? <laughs> I think it's great. I just all the clips, even they they showed some like highlight package of like Drew Brees and so on, and they had like superimposed like eyeballs on their like different like different little cartoony things. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm enjoying this, but I'm thoroughly enjoying this right now. Do you imagine stumbling on the Nickelodeon one and not knowing there was an actual real version of it? Yeah, like what is this? Huh? And be like, hey guys, you see that game last night? Yeah, what was your favorite part, man? Latavius Murray reached the slime zone. Like what? <laughs> I just I, have you ever been at a? What I hope happens, some like a, a a group of like I mean I'm talking like testosterone filled brothers. You know, just like hey, we're gonna go. Let's go to the sports bar and we are gonna. Hey, can you turn on the the, the playoff game for us? And they turn it to Nickelodeon, and these guys are in there pounding beers in a sports bar. Like what's what's going on with this slime in the end zone? <laughs> happening here it's like when uh, college football fans get irate because they stumble upon the home radio call on right. tv homers what's happening here these guys sound like they're rooting for a team that's because they are they actually are <laughs> that's what is happening Spe- speaking of uh, college football so we have the national championship game yeah. coming up uh monday night we'll try and put this out as early as we can either sunday night or monday morning to give you some more time as we you know we're not going to preview the game yeah this left tackle here let me uh, tell you third down blitz package pickups for Ohio State, it's going to tell the tale. You're listening to <laughs> No BS Football Radio here on 1620. I don't, I don't think that's accurate. That's not a show I don't either. think they okay. do that. Oh wow, Ben Roethlisberger just threw another pick. It's 21 nothing in the first. Like, Sheesh. There's, there's no way they come back from this. Um, so, by the way, speaking of the NFL in relation to college football, did you realize? So they expanded the playoff field by one team per conference. So this year, they have seven teams in each league, in each conference. That's 14 of the 32. That's roughly 43% of the league makes the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Three playoff games each day, Saturday and Sunday. You'll be shocked to know that fans are interested (laughs) in more playoff games Especially when they involve teams from coast to coast. Some sort of, it almost feels, Nick, like a national playoff. Um, What? You've got teams in Buffalo, teams in Los Angeles, in Pittsburgh, Seattle. And wouldn't you know it, more playoff games. Yes, does it dilute the talent? Uh, I don't know. I don't don't think so. Does it uh, discredit the regular season? I don't know. It's still important to get home field advantage. But here we are. With nearly half of the NFL making the playoffs, it wouldn't you know it. I wonder if the college football playoff is taking notes. Oh, more playoff games is good. More right. T- is good. Right. It, it's, I mean, 
And even even though we all deep down inside knew that Brady and the Bucks were good, they were gonna win. I mean, even in the mo- the the moments where you were like, right. "Ooh, I don't know," you knew, you, like you knew, like they're Heineke and 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 Washington's not gonna they're not gonna win the game. But you know what was fun to watch? That game because it was like, could you imagine what just what if it's it's remotely possible that. Somehow there's an, a crazy upset here with this from a quarterbacking standpoint. And that's why I go back to, like, I'm just, I'm more, I would have been way more interested in Cincinnati, Alabama than I am necessarily Notre Dame, Alabama. Like, and right. and so you're, you're so right. I mean, just more, more teams. Not, we're not saying, hey, guess what? All 120 FBS teams, it's 120 team play. No, we're not saying that. But it, just expanding it to eight would would right. do wonders for college football, and yeah, and and it's and it's interest. And we, we went over this last week. It's like college football is my favorite sport that has my least favorite postseason. And you would think right. that that would like hating the postseason so much would like make me dislike the sport and it, it, it and not want to watch the regular season. It it hasn't gotten to that point, but it's like. I just I cannot stand. I've never I've never been a fan of of college football's postseason. Never. Three percent of the FBS makes the playoffs. Six percent, if you just want to include Power Five. Six percent of the Power Five makes the postseason, makes the playoffs. And you know what you're seeing here with the bowl season, and you saw players opt out, and even New Year's Six. We're told certain games matter more because we're told they do, but players are recognizing no, they don't. They, they don't matter. If they're not playing for the national championship and I can leave and go to the NFL, guess what I'm going to do? So expanding the playoff, it's not – a reason to do it isn't so that the best players continue to play. Like selfishly, yeah, that's great for the fans. But it's a nice byproduct of it if you were to do that because you know that the best players, they're not going to say, well, we don't have a shot at winning the national championship. Even though we're in the playoff, uh, I'm opting out. Of course they're not going to do that. They're not. I just – the, the way I've looked at this at times is like if you started a sport today, if you started football today, there's no way anybody would structure the way they crown a champion the way college football does. They just wouldn't. They wouldn't say, okay, we have a league. We, you know, there are 120 teams in this. We're only going to, they're, they're all going to play, you know, 12, 13 games. And then we're just, we're going to arbitrarily pick four of them. And those are the only four that can play to win a, a championship. But all the other, t- you know, then maybe like half the teams, we'll let them play inside. I don't know. We'll call it like bowl games or something like that. We, they can just play each other and, you know, whatever. Like they just play each other. Like nobody would do that. And it just, it's, it's, it's maddening that, that it's, uh, it's, it's taken this long for, I mean, at least we've got some progress going from, you know, getting the BCS to to a four team playoff, but it, to me, it's just it's obvious that they got to they got to take it another step or two further. Yeah, and and reports from Nicole Auerbach, who wrote for the Athletic. I mean, talking to those involved, it seems like we're headed that way. I think it's inevitable, but the consternation increases because you had a Cincinnati who wasn't involved, and it's all subjective. And there's no objective measure to get in. There just isn't. No. Um, you know, the fact that even last season, halfway through the season, like, could an undefeated Baylor get left out? Why would we even mention that? Like, why Why would that even be on the table? So, yeah, just uh, expanding access and allowing not necessarily equal access, but just something that's a little more fair because right now it's not. And all that being said, expanding the playoff has never been about getting a different national champion. 
It's just been about finding a better way to crown the national champion and doing it in a true national playoff format. So we could expand it all you want, eight teams, bye weeks, home, home field events, whatever you want to do it, you're still going to wind up with teams like Alabama and Ohio State playing for the national right. championship. And that's fine. Like It's like in the NCAA tournament. We all like upsets. We all like Cinderella. No one wants UConn Butler for the national title. No. And, and usually, that's the beauty of the tournament, is usually we get a lot of the fun upsets, but by the time the Final Four hits or the Elite Eight hits, it's usually... Kansas and Duke and Kentucky and you know and Carolina and it's and it's great and so I the one thing I was thinking about though with watching the 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 college football playoff semifinal games and then obviously with the 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 championship game on on deck do you realize that at one point the Big Ten Conference had a plan in place Mm -hmm. that they would be starting their season like about now like Nebraska would be playing their like first or second game around right now. Just stop and let that sink in for a second. That was a plan at one point. So like, oh no no no, not gonna not gonna play. We're gonna wait till uh, winter and then we're gonna play. Like think about watching Bama and Clemson play for a national championship and knowing that all the rest of the Big Ten was getting ready to play their super sweet regular season games in the dead of winter. Like oh my god. It is, when you say it out loud, it is really incredible. And, you know, remember, it's like, who knows? Maybe they would have been successful in doing it. And they're successful in doing so. And they are successful in doing it. Um, But, and and I thought about, and, you know, I I don't mean to put words in anyone's mouth, but um, I thought about this a lot. I thought about this a lot. Um, No, you didn't. I did. I thought about this a lot. I thought about this a lot. That would the Big Ten have even played? How could you play right now? Like, truly imagine Nebraska playing Illinois right now. Like, you think you have opt-outs with bowl games and stuff? Imagine the opt-outs are guys just going, you know what? Or coaches even saying, is it worth it? Like, we're watching this. Could you imagine teams even caring about gearing up to get ready to play a winter-slash-early-spring season because not only that not only you're not playing for a championship but you're also going to affect the fall the fall, yes yeah i know and that's I, I was listening to john bishop had an interesting topic that never iconic which just never happens on that show no i love that show and him and josh talked about like it's kind of amazing like let's say ohio state plays the national championship and they are successful in doing that. And they are successful in doing it. <laughs> uh, is it is it just like is it all good? Everything that happened with remember how Big Ten was just like everyone was kind of laughing at him and couldn't believe how inept this thing was handled. Like, is all that just like, eh, whatever. As the confetti would be falling on Ohio State or something like that. Like, I guess just does all that mishandling of things get rendered irrelevant if just even the fact that Ohio State made the playoff and made the national championship game? Are you asking if if they win it all on Monday night, does everything else essentially water under the bridge like pretty, no pretty much like do we even because we're all prisoners of the moment sometimes we mm-hmm. think it's like man i tell you what i'll never forget about this moment man and then like two months later you're like what moment was that i forgot about that like you just forget about it you know like think about how 
intense and toxic and like top of mind the Big Ten and this Kevin Warren's handling of, of canceling football, like how all that was in August and early September. Is that just a mere footnote in, in, and maybe not even a footnote in the, in in the history of of football of Big Ten football now? If yes. if Ohio State wins, yeah, and I and I actually think we're already there. That's that's kind of what I think too. I thought that was I guess. The yeah. thing that was interesting, and when I was listening to John and Josh talk about it, was like, you know what? A part of me is even just I've moved on. You know, like okay, they're playing. It's 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 over now. They're played. It's the fun. moment that Ohio State beat Clemson, I think that closed the book. Right on that. I think you really right. do. You know, had they lost that game, you would have said you came back for this, right. like to, you know, to you played seven games and you lost this one. Like really, we we did that. But now you're playing for the national championship. Now you've gone as far as you can. And this is, in, in many respects, why you came back. Like, if you, if there was a, if, if everyone was like Minnesota in this league, they would not have pushed as hard as they did. But knowing what you had there and knowing this possibility was a huge part of that. But you bring up a good point. It's, you know, does, does this, you know, like Ohio State winning, what is the story there if they go on to win? I, I do believe Alabama is going to win the game. We can get our, to our predictions. How dare you. Simply be, and I hope I'm wrong. Um, you, hope I think, that you hope you're not successful in doing that. I hope I'm unsuccessful in doing that. And they are successful in doing Because <laughs> <laughs> I think Ohio Gunner, State might have to score our right here, Alave here. <laughs> Let's throw on our right with Alave here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Scramble to the right with Justin Fields here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. <laughs> Let's do a toss to the right with Trey Sermon here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. <laughs> Come on, so dog. Picking Bama to win? I am only because. You think they're a better team. But other than uh, that, that's, not, that's all that's really happening. Here. I am actually. And again, I could be proven wrong by all of this by the time some people listen to this on Tuesday or Wednesday. But um, <laughs> who cares? I should re- I should record an alternate ending. You I should. think Ohio State's going to win. All right. <laughs> Can, let's edit the pod. I'm just so I'm so immersed in Big East and Big Ten basketball that your boy is just going to enjoy the game, and that's it. You're listening well, to the Mark well, Jackson I, okay. recap that, that's... of the national championship on sixteen twenty the zone. Okay, that's uh, what I was going to ask you there, is why when we just talk about it, we're just having a good conversation, do you feel the need to bust out into Mark Jackson? Like, I don't... I don't know either. It's a good question. I think that is a fantastic question and one in which I've yet to be asked in all these podcasts. I think that is a fantastic question and one that I have yet to be asked in all these interviews. Look what I found here. Man down, man down. Okay, I just... The fact that you felt okay about using someone else's line that? as you're starting your I, broadcast career is one of the most glorious. Isn't it just sad? It's sad. How did someone not have like the 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 wherewithal or just the <laughs> the, the the guts to just pull me aside and be like, "Hey, man, stop it! Like, you cannot do that." Man down, man down. That'd have been like when we started the show and be like, "You know what?" I'm going to come up with a new co- uh, new phrase for us on our show. We're going to say it. It's called, have a take, don't suck. <laughs> Seriously, though. 
Okay, Jim Rome. Rack. Okay, uh, here, okay. Here's what I'm thinking. At the end of every phone call, if I like it, I'm gonna say rack them. What do you think of that? Like that's pretty much what I was doing. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. We're gonna have our best picks of the show. We're gonna call it the Blazing Five. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's that's what I was doing, and I thought I'm like, yep, this is how I'm gonna climb the ladder and make it. This is it. Just man down, man down. Gosh. <laughs> this is how I'm going to make it. I'm going to use the best stuff gonna, from people better than me. Steal the one coin. I'm just going to steal the one phrase from a guy that's calling NBA Finals. That'll 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 get me right to the top. Then you you know I really the, the alarms really went up and red flags really went up when your first defensive possession you said and Kevin and Kugler they started man to man. I mean seriously. Why would that have been different? Why would that have been any different than what I was doing with hand down, man down? I mean, it's just, it's absurd. Man down, man down. 1,000% absurd. So good. Yeah. So I good. Um, but uh, that was a good uh, a Big Ten perspective there. By the way, uh, and before we close up shop here, is Wondell Robinson still on the team or what? Ooh, What's happening here? I'm hearing things about things. I have not dug into such things with various text messages to people that would know things because I don't want to put people in an awkward position who know things because I would never ask that sort of thing. But the thing is, it, the thing of it is, is that it's out there, and if that thing becomes the thing, then let me tell you, just close the thing down. All right. <laughs> Didn't really get a lot out of you there. Um, <laughs> so the word salad with low calorie dressing. Um, I'm, proud, I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty proud of that. I'm I'm, I'm pretty proud of what I just did. That's really good. It's a highlight you do know a lot of people, boy. but you can't. Uh, you can't. You know, the one thing you can't do is, uh, you know, betray trust here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're. I mean, but hey. <sighs> I'm, I mean, that's what the that's what the rumor is. That's uh, that's. I don't think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts nine five one sixteen twenty. I uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not a very good look for anyone involved. And I mean, a part of me there's part of me wants to refrain from you know hitting on it until it becomes official. But right, I guess. Right. Here's the thing. If if this if Wandale leaves, and right. I, I, this is coming from a Nebraska football lover, like, can you really like blame him? Oh, like, absolutely not. I, and that's the thing I think that is this maybe the hardest thing about this. Like you, you know, and I know fans will be they're going to be upset at him, and I, I mean that's that's the nature of being a fan. But like, and and that's the the first inclination you want to have is like, oh man, how could you, how could you leave? But there's a part of me that looks at that situation and kind of says, you know what? I kind of feel like everyone around Wandale has let Wandale down. Like the, the quarterbacks, the other wide receivers, the running backs, the coaches, it feels like in some ways, Nebraska didn't hold up their end of the bargain of what of, of what this situation was going to be for Wandale. And so I know that's kind of harsh to say out loud, but th- I can't really, I can't really blame him. I mean, he's sitting here, he's 
couple years into this thing, and he's like, okay, I mean, how many times am I going to have to slide over and be the running back when that's not my future to be a running back, but I got to go you know, put out a fire at that running back spot because that's a huge disaster there, and I don't have any other receiver that's going to take any pressure off of me so I can, I'll, I don't know, get like single coverage once in a while, and it, when I'm open, can I get a quarterback that like actually throws me the ball consistently? Like, you know, I mean, th- it's just – I, I get it. Like, if it happens, I, I'm not – I, I kind of get it. And if he goes – you're right about that. You're right about everything you just said there. Two years, he goes five and seven and three and five, right? So you're eight and 12 over your two years. Uh, are things looking better? Are things – is your – whatever whatever you want to talk about, whether he's got a pro future or not, but your draft stock or whatever, right? right? I mean, you're trying to increase your profile, increase your brand. It's interesting, though, that he – you know, it seemed like the name, image, and likeness stuff – He. They were really prop, starting to prop him up there a little bit. Oh, he was the face um, of the program. I, I would, I right. would say, over the course of last season, he became, he was the guy at all those pump up videos, or like you said, when they would, he would go record a song or something like that, like the videos that the, that the athletic department push out. He became the face of the program. And so, how bad must things be where he's kind of the face? He's seen, you know, there's money to be made if this stuff passes because if you're the big fish in Nebraska, you can catch a lot of money. Um, You you certainly can. But if he goes to Kentucky, which was the thought when he came out of high school, was that, oh, it's between Nebraska and Kentucky. And, you know, word on the street is that he could have gone to Kentucky. right? I mean, I guess we'll leave it at that. Delicately put, he could have gone to Kentucky. He did not. He comes to Nebraska. But so what's he going to do? He's going to go to a school where the football program is not the biggest thing on campus. If he does go back in, we don't know. But if he were, he's going to go to a basketball school that could provide a better avenue for him to have success at Kentucky football. Like, th- think about think yeah, about what we're that's saying. That's a hard thing to hear. If he leaves, he's leaving Nebraska football for Kentucky football. Yeah. If I, that were to happen. Yeah, and I know. I, and, and the hard part is, is like, I think some of the thing. I think there'll be some people that have a hard time if it is Kentucky, because because of what you're saying. It's like, well, is Kentucky that much better of a situation than Nebraska? I would say that's debatable, but but it still just it doesn't change the fact that Nebraska, in the eyes of Wandale Robinson, is potentially not a good situation for him to maximize his football situation. And yeah. And I get it. He's from Kentucky. Like right. I get all that. Like right. that's that's a part of it. Like if you're gonna if things aren't gonna go well and it's like a tie between you and another program, go home. Right. right? Go home. Be close to family. I right. Get so. Yeah, it's 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 hard. I mean, I think. And listen, I might if this actually happens and I have time to digest it, I might I might feel different in a week or two and say, you know what, I don't know what Wandale was thinking, and it depends on where he ultimately goes and maybe we the reasons we hear behind it. But I just all I can go off of is just the football situation. And I can understand how a guy like that feels like he is not maximizing his football career right now. And as hard as that is to hear and say out loud, I, I get it. And for a guy that I think has you know, aspirations for much bigger things um, with, the, with the game of football, you know, you, you got a short window here to, to capitalize on it. And it would just be a, it would be a very very unfortunate situation and let's be honest it'd be a bad look for nebraska it just would 
Yeah, and maybe the selling point there is, look, you know, Lynn Bowden is a guy who was terrific with Kentucky. Now he's in the NFL with the Dolphins, and it's, you know, similar measurables. Again, people want to go, where can I go where someone like me has had success? Right. And made some money in the NFL. And maybe he looks at that and says, hey, maybe maybe I could do something like that. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot going into that, but it just goes to show you that, you know, you're losing your – you could you could be losing your best uh, offensive player. Right. And that does not uh, portend great things. No, it does uh, not. The, no, it does uh, not. be interesting to see what ends up happening because, when yeah. you know, when the rumor mill started churning, I mean, obviously that's a big, like, uh-oh. So it'll be interesting to see when the dust settles what this what this looks like. And that's the beauty of it. On podcasts, you can say whatever you want. I mean, this is great. <laughs> this is good. We don't know what's happening. What's, uh, what's your next uh, – Basketball game. Well, way. so I got, yeah, I got uh, UConn and Gunnar right here. DePaul here. Oh, that's but, right. Hey, <laughs> how about how about this, though? Your boy on January Thursday, January oh. 14th. No. Michigan State travels to Iowa City to oh. take on Luca Garza and the Iowa Hawkeyes. And your boy is going to be in Carver Hawkeye Arena. You're going to be there in the oh, nosebleeds oh, calling that game. Oh, you better believe I'm going to be in that day. I'm going to be in that day. So, I am. I mean, I am. Wow. Right? Yeah, I got That's that. This Thursday. This, this Thursday. Thursday eight, I think I believe eight o'clock central. Adam Amin, Nicholas Allen Baugh, FS1, and your boy better have a telestrator because I'm gonna tell you how Luca Garza gets busy in the post. Okay. Um, Appreciate it, Nick. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> sounds like an awful sentence there. You just said, "Have you ever worked with Amin?" I have Adam? not worked with uh, with Amin. All right, please tell him hello. Okay, can I name drop you? Well, he, we, yeah, he's, he, he, that'll okay. That'll be a good little uh, little icebreaker. Yeah, I, I think that would be uh, good. He would uh, he'll probably say he might call me Maddie uh, in reference to me. Okay. He, he and I we had a good relationship. I always liked as soon as he we start as soon as I started at ESPNU. He was calling games, and Joe Davis was calling games. And I was tossing to them in the studio. And when I first heard them call games, like, this is unfair. These guys are not even 30 years old, <laughs> and these two are, like, two of the best broadcasters we have. They are not going to be calling these games on ESPNU much longer. <laughs> and in a related story, uh, Adam Amin will be calling Michigan State, Iowa, <laughs> with you, and Joe Davis uh, replaced Vince Cullen. Yeah. No, I mean, you're, you're so right. I mean, you hear certain guys. Yeah, like, I remember the first time I heard Joe Davis, I was like, whoa. I mean, wow. Like, I know we talked last week. Like, I mean, can really play by play guys, are they that important? Eh. Listen to like Joe Davis call a game at like age 27 and tell me that he doesn't <laughs> like, he wasn't born to do this, you know? And so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. So, but how about so that? So, this, this is going to be odd then because, and again, this is viewer's choice. Um, I am also calling you a game. Ooh, that. what you got? So, people can either watch Michigan State at Iowa or, or you can watch, and again, flip a coin here. Gardner Webb at Radford. Ooh. Now, I will also be in attendance at the game, and I'm looking forward to it on ESPNU with Mr. Dan Bonner. Man, that's a legend right there. He's a living that's legend. That's going to be a good call. You and Dan would make fun. some sweet musical TV music happen, you know? All right. Well, you know, it's not like we're in love with each other. That's yeah, debatable. But, but uh, I want to. I did this last week, and Dan Bonner raised his eyebrows at me, and almost wanted to give a standing ovation when we went to break. Uh, I've got this clip. 
It's received Emmy Award-winning consideration. Um, are you ready? I'm ready. There's a player for Hampton, because I called Hampton Radford last week. His name is Dejure Dickens. He's seven feet tall. Oh, yeah. He's a transfer. Where's he a transfer from? He's transfer very good. Transfer from Old Dominion. Old Dominion. That's where I remember. I called Old Dominion, Texas San Antonio a couple years ago. I'm sorry. Where is he from? Old Dominion. Which, by the way, we did get all of your Taylor Heineke. <laughs> I know. Tweets. I mean, my Twitter was exploding. Exploding on Saturday night. I love it. Like, I just don't even think people understand how much I love that. You, when he went into that game, there were so many tweets and texts about where he went to school. And now when I'm calling a game and I got a transfer from Old Dominion, I'm thinking about Old Dominion. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. So anyway. So anyways, uh, DeJore Dickens, floor is yours. What did you do? Yeah, transfer from Old Dominion. And uh, he is uh, very tall. And this was a replay of him. Uh, as we went to break. Here we go. Well, they're within seven right now. Radford, 55 to 48. You know, when you're seven feet tall, that comes with great expectations. Dickens throws that one home with the one hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. Dan Bonner was a huge fan of that. Now, you being the you know literary savant that you are, what was your level of appreciation? I mean, for that, and I assume you picked up on that. Great, great reference. I mean, I, you think I have any idea what that's in reference to? <laughs> this is great. Something with Charles that. Dickens, but I don't, I don't know, Doug. All right, let me play it one more time. I'm gonna play it for you. You tell me. Me not smoke. Well, they're within seven right now. Radford, 55 to 48. You know, when you're seven feet tall, that comes with great expectations. Dickens throws that one home with the one hand. Is that uh, ringing a bell yet? Great expectations. What's his name? Dejour Dickens? I, I... Charles Dickens wrote Great Expectations. That's what I figured. I figured it was some sort of Charles Dickens reference. See, your boy. See. Your boy needed to be like, you know, when Luca Garza gets it into post, it's uh, green eggs and ham. <laughs> then I'm like, ooh. Ooh, I like what you did there. <laughs> Guy by the last name Seuss, and you're doing green eggs and ham or something like, like if that. You, man down, man if down. you were doing a Clippers game, and you know you're going to break, and Paul George makes a play, and you know it's it he he as you look and and, no, and you look at it, no. and he certainly <laughs> was curious George. <laughs> That George, resonates with me. George, yeah. very curious here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
There's Charles that man, man with the yellow hat, LeBron James. I mean, come on, man. So you, so Dan Bonner, you guys just, you guys are talking about novels during the game. I mean, come I, on, this is me. I made a great expectations Dickens reference going to break, and Dan Bonner wanted to marry me on top of a mountain. Top of a mountain. Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. <laughs> and that's it. Now I'm retiring. Oh, that's it. Might that Dickens reference be revisited? Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. Let's it just might. say, let's play a little hypothetical, that DeJour Dickens makes a layup and he is successful in doing so. And they are successful in doing that. Might that be a Charles Dickens reference <laughs> being revisited? I don't know. Might that topic be revisited? I don't know. <laughs> on, you think your boy knows Charles Dickens? I mean, cue up. I wish for once I could read a book. I mean, who are you dealing with here, brother? I mean, I wish for once I could read a book. I guess that makes well, sense. I mean, okay, hold on. I'm trying to get my Google on here. Who wrote, like, who wrote? I don't even know if it's writing. Like, who was the author behind Where's Waldo? I mean, there's got to be a Where's Waldo reference somewhere in all of college basketball. Who wrote Where's Waldo? Um, that's a... Yeah, that, that's a great. That's a great question. It's, it says question. Martin Hanford uh, wrote. Yeah. You do. <laughs> I don't know how you'd work in the only Waldo I can think of is Waldo Geraldo Faldo from Family Matters. Oh, he was doing some good things. Hanford down, Manford down, <laughs> hand down, man down. All right. Uh, I think we've done enough. Yeah, uh, we, I don't know here. what that was. I mean, that's an hour and three minutes of nothing. I'm talking you, nothing. We talked about nothing during that, and we hope it was good uh, for you. After the events of last week, we would just like to tell you that this podcast is still here. Uh, we are still going to provide you uh, with as laugh as many laughs as we can. We will we will be here. All we ask of you, this is all we ask of you, is to subscribe to the Chicken Nick Pod. Yep, and then unsubscribe and resubscribe a bunch of times. Yep. To get our numbers up, yep. Uh, post a review on there. Give us five stars if you can. If you don't like it, one star, that's fine. If you don't like it, why are you listening to it in the first place? But that's, that's fine. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. So we ask that, and then you can reach out to us anytime at laugh at chickennick dot com. So uh, we will talk to you next week. Uh, as we, by the way, who's going to win the? Uh, who's going to win the? Who's going to win the football game? I'm, you know, I mean, I'm a, I mean, as as a man that's calling Michigan State, Iowa, on for college basketball, I am contractually obligated to pick Ohio State to win the national championship. And what's going to be the score of the football game? The score of the football game is going to be a, it's going to be five touchdowns by Ohio State, and Bama's going to score four touchdowns and a field goal. Is that, is that how you make your predictions now? So Greg Sharp makes his predictions. <laughs> uh, my, my prediction is Alabama seven touchdowns, Ohio State four touchdowns. Uh, um, oh. No, I, yeah, I think uh, I think Alabama will win it. Uh, I believe it'll be – give me by ten points. Yeah, All right. And I hope I'm wrong. All right, uh, we'll see how that goes, and uh, we're, we're done. The podcast is over. Tyler, take it away. I'm not happy about that. Shit, yeah, Yes! Sick and Nick! Yes! Sick and Nick Show! Yes! Here we go!
Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Hi, Coach. Some of the experts are pretty high in your secondary. What are your feelings on that group? Are you optimistic about them? About who's this? I don't know. 